And what I'd like to do today is read you something from another. Let's just say who's now dropped the body. Here it is. Silence is one of the most extraordinary things. And if you do not know what it is, you are like the blind man in a world of bright color, shadows and moving light. It is not an intellectual affair, but when the heart enters into the mind, the mind has quite a different quality. It is really then limitless, not only in its capacity to think, to act efficiently, but also in its sense of living in a vast space where you are part of everything. Silence is the movement of love. It isn't the love of one or of the many. It is like water that anyone can drink out of any jar, whether golden or earthenware, it is inexhaustible. And a peculiar thing takes place which no drug or self-hypnosis can bring about. It is as though the mind enters into itself through the heart entering into it. Beginning at, beginning at the surface and penetrating ever more deeply until depth and height have lost their meaning. And every form of measurement has ceased. In this state, there is complete, utter peace. Not contentment, which has been, which has come about through gratification but a peace that has order, beauty, and intensity, similar to what you see when you look out into the night sky. It can all be destroyed, as you can destroy a flower, and yet because of its very vulnerability, it is indestructible. This silence cannot be learned from another. You must begin without knowing anything about it and move from the innocence to the innocence. The soil in which the silent mind can begin is the soil of everyday life the strife, 
the pain and the fleeting joy. It must begin right there and bring order of a totally different kind and from there move endlessly. But if you are concerned with making order, then that very order will bring about its own limitation. And the mind will be its prisoner. In all this movement, you, whoever you believe you are, must somehow begin from the other end, from the other shore, and not always be concerned with this shore or how to cross the river. You must take a plunge into the water, not knowing how to swim. And the beauty of this silence is that you never know where you are, where you are going, and what the end is, for there is no such thing. Silence. is one of the most extraordinary things. Come, be absorbed. Meditation. This is a moment we can lose everything, you and I, us, right now. This is the invite to lose everything like when you go to sleep, but do we recognize it? Do you actually go to sleep? Meditation, this is a meditation, but so much more. Silence is one of the most extraordinary things. And if you do not know what it is, you are like the blind man in a world of bright color, shadows and moving light. Let's let the energy or what appears to be a spoken word really land. It is not an intellectual affair, which means we can't bounce around in all the known objects and experiences and our knowledge, higher or lower. We find out that soon it means to be absolutely vulnerably open. 
It is not an intellectual affair. But when the heart enters into the mind, when the heart enters into the mind, so this, the, the small self can't lift the heart into the mind. Nothing that we have known and experienced can lift the heart into the mind. Only that that is the silence can bring this about. Only when the heart enters into the mind, the mind has quite a different quality. It is really then limitless. Because right there, there's no sense of self organized in polarity, likes and dislikes, to limit a heart entering a mind of such immense possibility to discover what it is. It is limitless not only in its capacity to think, to act efficiently, but also in its sense of living in a vast space where you are part of everything. Silence is the movement of love. It isn't the love of one or of the many. It is like water that anyone can drink out of any jar, whether golden or earthenware, it is inexhaustible. That speaks a million truths to me, whether golden or earthenware. It means this silence, this love, already exists in all manner of experience whether confined to a particular polarity of dirty or clean or up or down or right or wrong, this love already exists. Whether golden or earthenware, it is inexhaustible. In other words, there's no lack. in this pure silence. And a peculiar thing takes place which no drug or self-hypnosis can bring about. It is as though the mind enters into itself. How does that capture you? A peculiar thing. It is though the mind enters into itself. Like it's turning into what it is. To discover maybe something. Who am I? What am I? Extraordinary when the mind 
through the heart enters itself, isn't it? Beginning at the surface and penetrating ever more deeply until depth and height have lost their meaning and every form of measurement ceases. And let's not imagine this. Let's see this in our own experience. Just come, but don't believe the speaker. Find the way yourself. But here we're in the company of those that are drawn to realize what is. What is it that I am? But even that was far too much to be said. I said far too much. So when we hear that statement, penetrating ever more deeply into depth and height have lost their meaning. And we know that the heart has entered the mind. And we know it's extraordinary because the mind somehow looks into itself. So we know this. So then the surface and surface penetrating the surface and penetrating ever more deeply until depth and height have lost their meaning and every form of measurement ceases. Look at this. I could come to the next sentence because it might be very comforting. I'll say it, but not for comfort. In this state, there is complete peace, not contentment, which has come through, come about through gratification. Okay. Very old fashioned words this particular gentleman uses. But I'm taking it that the gratification means a sense of self. No, nothing wrong in that. But until depth and height have lost their meaning, every form of measurement ceases. What happens then to the quality of the known within our mind, within our body, within our sense of self, within our person, within our relationships? What happens right there? Please. This man would say, come with me into this. I'm saying, come with me. Come with yourself. <laughs> Just come. Have a look. Again, we know that this is the heart entering the mind. And a peculiar thing takes place as the mind, as though the mind enters into itself. Penetrating and ever more deeply until depth and height have lost their meaning. So every form of experiencing held as identification certainly is not available to whoever is that's aware of this. In this state, there is complete peace, not contentment, which has come about through gratification, but a peace that has, that has order, beauty and intensity not made to order. I'm suggesting. But an order 
of the beyond. Again, I invite you to discover what this is as awareness in, in this possibility of realizing so much more than any body, and it includes the body. Here it says, it can all be destroyed and you can destroy a flower. And yet because of its vulnerability, it is indestructible. So what we're speaking of here, I'm suggesting, but please, uh, I'm just speaking from my own here and now experience. It can all be destroyed, as you can destroy a flower, and yet because of its very vulnerability, it is indestructible. What is destructible? What is vulnerable? What is indestructible? What's being spoken of here? Is it that the, the mind can either belong to silence and that somehow silence moving the heart into the mind, whatever that silence is, just by it being what it is through the heart and the mind and creation is and it happens in mind is this far larger mind mirrored through what appears to be uh, a separate mind so what is vulnerability how is vulnerability indestructible? It can all be destroyed as you can destroy a flower. Does that mean that there's whatever it is behind and yet in all this can choose to keep the mind not knowing itself and that it comes from the heart? Can it destroy at will or choice? Can it maintain consistently the known and not let silence the immeasurable be and create just by being what it is the new? Is it that openness is vulnerable in that it is simply completely open? And it's that openness, that vulnerability that is indestructible and flowers just flower. So in other words, is the, the writer 
what we're reading here? Is this one speaking of silence? as our very deep and real nature. And vulnerability is not what we believe it is. It's not our forms that are vulnerable. Our forms of existence are forms that we've identified with you and I in terms of our experiences with others, with ourselves, whether you can see this or not, I suggest it's all in mind. Yeah, because if it's very vulnerability, it is indestructible. So what can be destroyed is clearly not the real or silence or the power that is the silence. But Maybe if whoever we are takes the thought about an identification with experience through the past, that in itself is destruction. And the very flowers of creation that we create are destroyed simply because we're not being what we are. Silence. So everything turns to dust and we might shake or feel very disturbed by how we're vulnerable but is what is vulnerable, these are real questions, please. Is what is vulnerable only our identification with what, we, what we're actually not? Is it that we somehow, life, which is kind of weird to say life because we're all life. We're not just, I'm suggesting to uh, a particular form of life. Each one of us at core is life, eternal, far vaster than any person. And that vastness shines through our person. At least that's the potential. And to, to be that vastness, one must, as it were, experience the vulnerability. This is tender that I'm speaking of, please. Of that that passes away. But to silence the depths of what we are does not pass away. And it is the power of love and its movement. We're actually speaking of what is in our lives right now. Somehow. This silence cannot be learned from another. You must begin without knowing anything about it and move from innocence to innocence, which means 
Can we sit and abide together right here, right now, in what actually is presence? Where even for us to be able to see each other and commune and communicate, silence and light must be pouring. The heart's come up into the mind and the mind is looking into itself right now. And you and I can clearly see, let's just check this out in our own experience. Like, I'm just going to move the screen. Let me have a look. Okay, well, I, I know you. I recognize you, and definitely, I can see you, this. Mm, but is that determined by past meeting? Is that determined by time? Is that determined by anything that seem to be prior to this moment. So can we meet in innocence? I was here in Pihar over 20 years ago. My mind has a capacity to still see and know things. And then a guy I met who brought me here 20 years ago turns up in the cafe. A little different after 20 years, we looked at each other. Yes, we're a little different. But at the same time, there's something absolutely unchangeable. The indestructible, vulnerable presence of silence. or infinity, that that is here right now. So I can look in my mind. But can I look from my heart? Can I look from my mind and see how my heart in my mind is changed. And in my mind, something has become very more spacious and clear because my clear, my heart is so much more clear that it belongs to what I deeply, deeply am. And where I was once very vulnerable in particular avenues of thought or feeling or relatedness, utterly changed not through comparison but through allowing the silence of that that I deeply am to have everything that I am in this moment so then I can see and we can meet 
but can you and I, whoever we are, bring what's beyond the heart up into that doorway and bring the heart up into the mind and have the mind look into what it is? Is that not source knowing its own instant creation? Is that also source, as it were, having levels that were once blinded, but now can see? Is that what is really available to us? That vulnerability is not what it seems to be? That vulnerability is the profound openness? of a mind blown open through belonging to a heart that belongs to what or whoever I really am. And creation changes because I am realizing what I am and I have, I am unblinding through mind and heart what I once believed I needed to be me. And of course, there's lots to take care of in the sense of self and person. In the avenues of, of the bodies and mind and thoughts and feelings, much to take care of. Yes, yes. But who will take care of it? Who is the only caregiver here in what I am? Will I keep coming and coming, although it appears that there is more vulnerability? Will I keep coming and coming? That it appears that what I once was is being destroyed? Or is what I once was blinded by, in other words, I needed to experience, dissolving, where I'm realizing what I belong to and what I deeply am and is unspeakable? Is that not what's been penetrating ever more deeply into the depths and the heights of what I am and depths and height has lost their meaning for, because I am immeasurable? Is the immeasurable beginning to appear in the movement of my body, my brain, my life, and I can no longer measure anything? It gets a little bit tricky. It gets kind of crazy. The soil, soil in which the silent mind can begin is the soil of everyday life. In the strife, the pain, and the fleeting joy. It must begin here, right here. And from there, move endlessly and unblind itself. 
But if you are concerned only with making order from what you already believe you need, that very order will bring about its own limitation, which brings about more fear, clearly. Brings about the idea of lack. And brings about the idea that those levels that I feel vulnerable, I must stay away from. But in them are great messengers of living love. Well, the very vulnerability I am is indestructible. It's a complete turnaround from how we've ever seen vulnerability. And vulnerability is heightened when there's levels of our sense of self that are now being unblinded because we, we obviously needed certain levels of creation, but we've outgrown them. Often they come with a very different kind of patterning for each and every one of us, but there are basic patterns that each and every one of us contain. Unless we see that vulnerability is not what we once believed it is. Vulnerability is indestructible openness and the willingness to remain open to that brings about a freshness, a clarity, and a blissful mind and body. Until, yes, we cannot identify with where we once were 20 years ago. We can't even identify a name of a flower or a picture on the street, or even name what a car is, or whatever it is. Suddenly, things just aren't making this usual sense. And I'm saying to you, that's the breaking through of the light of your wonder, and blinding you from what you deeply are. In all this movement, you must somehow begin from the other end from the other shore, not always be concerned with this shore. In other words, your very known experience. Check it out. We get up every morning like slaves, if you do, and do what you do every day. That's actually fine doing what you do every day. But can whoever we are do what we do newly, do what we do freshly, Allow the heart to come all, all the way up into mind. Allow the mind to see what it is from the brightness of the heart. Allow everything to be unblinded, no matter how vulnerable we may feel on the level of self and person. Can whoever we are care for all of that? Can we be such love? Can we recognize more so, that we are that suchness of love. Can we do that for each other as our own self? Can we do that for the planet? Can we do that for the universe? Are we not already this great immeasurable 
innocence. You must take a plunge into the water, not knowing how to swim. In other words, having no idea or projection how this will look, you must walk, dive into this moment and discover it anew. Somehow the very biology of the body-mind, particularly the brain, will just configure differently because it's just firing off, firing off from this idea that you need to keep, you and I need to keep the known together. It's the unknown that wants to discover is unknownness. And the beauty of that flower is what is growing and shining. And the indestructible presence of what we first are takes care of it all. The beauty of pure silence is that you never know who you are, where you are, where you are going, and what is at the end. That's a statement of deathlessness. That's when the real fruits of our being already are existing in the immense and wonder of this life where we discover bliss is not something that you go and get. It's actually what is you moving through all of this. If we were true with this, we would come into its extreme vulnerability. But then the extreme vulnerability we might discover is all that we were actually looking for. To be completely and absolutely open. There we might find compassion for ourselves. Compassion for others. We might even find how the universe works. And is there someone behind it working it? Or is it all happening because of what I unspeakably am? Can we actually discover a full life is not in the future? A full life is here, present, now. Are we all dealing with the obscuration of the presence of our eternal light through, as it were, being fearful of vulnerability? Are we really coming to this true knowledge 
and that what we are is eternal. And the heart up into the mind brings about an extraordinary life and an extraordinary change and an extraordinary opportunity to actually realize an unspeakable love. We actually rest like you've never rested before and you rest within a body that is actually of cosmic proportions even though in the bathroom mirror it looks human. Is nature, all the birds and bees, are the flowers and the trees, is the sand and the dust and the sky, is it waiting for you? Is it waiting for us? What are we waiting for to be what we already are? Does someone else obscure what we are? Or do we just color and obscure what we are? Because somehow what we are may bring a great deal of change. And we don't know which way that will go. But if we want to unblind, it can only go one way. And that is into love. An original freedom. Certainly no one is guilty. Oh, these conversations we have. Did you know you're having a conversation? Here, the birds are speaking to me. The gravel under my feet. wonder of life in its many movement and all its movement is only about revealing what one already is such a laugh such a cosmic joke such a power, such an immensity, such innocence, such wonder, but also such learning every single moment. 